Welcome. You're listening to The Aligned Self, conversations in creating a conscious and abundant life. This is Daniel DeNovi. I'll be your guide and host. Let's see just where we can take this. Hello, friend, and welcome in. Welcome back. Now, this episode is going to be relatively short, I think. You know, (laughs) on the front end of this, I think I'm only going to have to cover a couple things. Just kind of set the record straight. But as things go, I may go down a rabbit hole. But what I want to talk about is uh, something that's been coming across my awareness in certain conversations, several conversations from different sources. People have been saying things like, I'm in the wrong place or I'm not on my path. I'm in the wrong relationship. I made a mistake. If only I had done this or done that. And frankly, from my perspective, these conversations are somewhat uh, ridiculous. <laughs> let me let me just say this. I have a certain perspective, what I consider a spiritual perspective, that once you adopt it, you're going to find that certain ideas, certain uh, concepts will disappear. One is the idea that you're in the wrong place. You're in the wrong career. You're on the wrong path. I don't believe in accidents. I don't believe in missteps. I don't believe in mistakes. Now, certainly, we do things that uh, may not get us the result, the intention that we originally set out on. But that's not necessarily a mistake. I think we always make the best decision that we can at that given moment, given the available information that we have both externally and internally. Because if we could make a better decision, we would. We don't consciously make poor decisions. You see, we always do the best we can with the resources that we have at any given moment, given our mindset, the amount of fear that we have, any doubt that we have, the amount of food we had. You know, are we hangry or are we lightheaded? Did we get enough sleep? These are all resources that we have at any given moment to make a decision from. So given the available information, you can look back on your life at any point in time and know that you made the best choice that you could in that moment. Because if you could have made a better choice, you would have. Yet if it did not turn out the way you intended, it did not turn out the way you really wanted it to, That is information. That is feedback that informs your next decision. But this idea that you shouldn't have done what you did, or you could have done something different, something other than what you did, is insanity. Because you did it the way you did it. Plain and simple. End of story. Because if you were aligned for a different result, You know, we set an intention and when we're in alignment, when our heart is aligned with our mind and our body in a congruent way, in the fulfillment of that intention, the fulfillment of that intention is inevitable. There is no opportunity for a detour, a derailment. So if the circumstances come about to where your intention was not fulfilled, again, that is feedback. That's information to go back and look at where were you out of alignment. And from this perspective, you can never not be on your path. 
Of course, there are opportunities, there are methods, pathways, uh, sidewalks, roads that are more effective, more productive to get you to where you originally intend. But wherever you are is where you are. And wherever you go, there you are. That is like the law of location. You can't change that. And this conversation and this perspective that you shouldn't be where you are is ludicrous. Because if you weren't supposed to be there, you just wouldn't be there. That also talks about deservability. If you have an intention, if you have a dream, if you have a goal that's been gifted to you, and I believe everything, you know, all these dreams are gifted to us from the universe, from the intuitive mind, that if it occurs in your knowing and if it occurs in your mind as a possibility for your life, then you have the capacity to fulfill on it. It's part of your destiny if you choose it. It's being thrown out there as a possibility for you. Not maybe, not if, but if you decide that that's what you want and then align with it, you will achieve it. It's inevitable. No matter how big, no matter how grandiose it is, if it's in your mind, consider that it was given. And you go back to the beginning. When you think about different dreams you have, different ideas about possibilities for your life, they just sort of popped in your head, popped into your awareness. Did they not? You just kind of had this idea. You got this, this vision for your life. It was gifted to you. And it was only gifted to you from all that is because you have the capacity. You have the ability to see it to fruition. Now, at this very moment, you may not have the resources, you may not have the mindset to fulfill on it, but I believe that you would not be gifted this idea unless you could do it, that you had the ability and the capacity to do it if you apply yourself, if you focus your mind on that attention, if you get in alignment. So to contrast that, if you have a dream, if you have a possibility that you consider for your life, yet you have doubt in your mind whether you could fulfill on it, eradicate that, dismiss it, because you would not have the dream if you did not have the capacity to see it through. I don't believe the divine, I don't believe that the intuitive mind is that callous, is that uh, cruel to give you an idea, to give you a wish, to give you a, a dream, and then not give you the capacity or the ability to fulfill on it. That just seems like it would be downright brutal, callous, cold-blooded, heartless. I don't believe the universe operates that way. So this is why I think it's a spiritual belief that you have to adopt that the universe always has your back, that everything is always working out for you. And if you experience an obstacle, a barrier to your progress, it is not put there to stop you. You see, an obstacle is only an obstacle if we declare it so, if we name it so. To me, an obstacle, I don't have obstacles. I just have items and things to handle. When they come up, you just handle them. They may slow your progress. They may put you on a detour. But I also look at how did I call this into being? Is this, you know, is it from my own 
urging, my own doubt, that this situation came about? Or is there some grander plan behind this, the opportunity to take a step back and reassess my approach, take one step back to rest, to gain my perspective, to leap five steps ahead? I see every delay, every detour as an opportunity to spring forward with even more enthusiasm, more momentum, more oh, force and velocity. Because the implied belief behind that, that if you are stopped, if there is a delay, the, imply, the implication is that you are actually moving forward. You are actually gaining momentum. And so this is just an opportunity, again, to take a step back, reassess, and move forward with more commitment, more dedication than you had before. The other idea that came across my path, I guess, was that uh, this person said that they felt like an imposter. They had created a circumstance, they created a business, in fact, and in the back of their mind, they felt like they were an imposter. They didn't feel like they were really in the right place, that they were the person to fulfill on this, that they were going to do something in some way to let people down, to not follow through, to not show up the way they said they were. And again, this I find this humorous because if you declare it, if you say this is how it's going to be, who has the ultimate decision on this? It's you. It's not over until you say it is. So again, if you make a misstep, if you you know run off the rails... You just put yourself back on it. You rededicate yourself. You can never let anyone down unless you choose to let them down, unless you choose not to follow through. And even then, that's feedback. You get to take a look at how were you being when you made the commitment? How were you being when you made the promise? What was your mindset? Did you really promise with the intention of following through? And yes, that could have been there if you consider, if you believe that you're an imposter, that you're not the real deal, then of course you would make promises and not follow through. But I go back to William Shakespeare. I just love this quote. To assume a virtue, to assume a quality, to to assume a way of being, act as if you have it not. Act as if it is a natural expression of who you are. This is quite different than the fake it till you make it. Years ago, I had a client who was actually a CEO. He had created an entire company, had 200 employees. Yet, and when he went home, he felt like he was an imposter, that he shouldn't be where he is. Because in his mind, he was just faking it. He wasn't really that great of a manager. He wasn't that that much of a visionary. He had an idea and he just did the things necessary in order to create it. And he had a an entire business with 250 employees. And he paid them employees, which allowed them to pay other people. So he was making a profound impact in the world. Yet, when he went home, he thought he was an imposter. He thought he was a fake. And that was only because the story that he was telling about himself was different than the way he was showing up, was different than what he was promising. So what we did was we updated his story. The old idea that he had about himself just wasn't true. Because if you look at the available evidence, what, we, what he was actually producing in his, his world, his old story, 
just didn't support that. There was no way he could create that business and that connection with all his employees if that original story was true. It just wouldn't be possible. And we're going to be talking more about the story, the story that you tell about your life, about your money, about your finances, about your relationships, who you are for the world, that story that you have. And everybody has a story that they tell about why things are the way they are. But in future episodes here, we're going to dive deeper into that. In fact, the very next episode is going to be uh, more of an introduction, I guess, just for you to begin challenging the different stories, looking at what is the story here in this area? What's the story am I telling in this area? That's going to be the next episode. But today, I just want to remind you or bring it to your awareness that there are no mistakes. There are no coincidences. There is synchronicity. There is cause and effect. Things are the way they are because they were meant to be. And when I say meant to be, I'm not saying because God didn't want you to have something or that some other force prevented you from having it. I say meant to be based on the decisions and choices that you made, that you made. It's not to say that, you know, wherever you find yourself, that you won't be somewhere different. If you're in a relationship and you're coming to the realization that it's just not working, this idea that you shouldn't be where you are is ludicrous, like I said earlier. But if you come to the awareness that this relationship isn't working anymore, now you, can, you this new information that you didn't have, you know, three years, five years, 10 years, 20 years ago when you got into it. You know, things, being a human being, life is a dynamic process. It's a constant change, a constant evolution for both people, for the different dynamics in our lives. So what worked five years ago may not work today, but there's there's no mistake that you are where you are today. It all happened for a reason. It happened because you chose it, you created it in one way or another. And just because you look around you and look at what you've created thus far, doesn't mean that you cannot create something more amazing, more fantastic, more phenomenal, given that you now have fresh eyes, new information, a new perception about what's possible. And before I let you go, I just want to address confidence because this also came up. Someone had a dream, and they, but they didn't feel they had the confidence to fulfill on it. Now, Of course, I'm going to do a deep dive on confidence and courage because it is such a vital thing to have as a human being. So let me just address confidence for a moment. What is confidence? Confidence is that feeling that you have that, yes, you can. But the problem is many things you don't have confidence about until you do them. And people think they need the confidence on the front end. See, once you tie your shoes three or four times, you can be fairly confident that you can tie it again and again and again. And then it doesn't even occur to you that you require confidence in order to tie your shoes because it just seems like something you can do. No problem. So over the years, I've come to, I guess, a, a different perspective on confidence that it's really, am I capable of following through? Am I capable of adapting you know, taking in the the various amounts of feedback and utilizing it in a way where I can make a difference. 
which quickly reminds me of a story of a young man that said, I don't have the confidence to meet women. I said, it's really pretty simple. You walk up to them, you look at them and say, hi, as you smile. And he goes, yeah, but I I don't know what to say after that. I say anything that pops in your mind. I said, if you had it all figured out, if you knew exactly how it was going to work out before you walked up to them, it wouldn't even be a challenge. It'd be boring. So if you walk up to them and you say hi, they're either going to do one of two things. They're either going to say hi in return, or they're going to say nothing and turn and walk away. So if they turn and walk away, no harm, no foul. It just was what it was. If they say hi in return, what might What just possibly might be your next question, your next statement? I noticed you from across the room, and I thought you might be someone interesting to talk to. How is it that you find yourself here? You know, it's always about location. You talk about, you know, the the obvious stuff. You're here. How did you come here? How did you find your way to this gathering, this meeting? Are you here with friends? Are you here by yourself? You absolutely don't need to know exactly what you're going to say. You just ask questions and you engage with the other person. And it's like playing tennis. You know, someone hits the ball across the court and then you hit it back. And then they hit it back to you. It's a volley. It's a back and forth. And no one knows exactly who's going to win. No one knows exactly, you know, how it's going to end up. But as long as you're confident that you can be there and just respond to what comes up, just in even it doesn't have to be very elegantly she might say hi back and you can say you don't know what to say you can just say that like i'm sorry i just saw you from across the room and you looked interesting to talk to but at the moment i can't think of anything i want to ask you like suddenly my mind's gone blank and he says to me i could never say that i'm not going to admit that i don't know or i'm nervous i said why not it's self-evident even if you don't say it, you know, it's there. It's it's evident, you know, that you're nervous or you don't know what to say because there'll be this silence, this awkward pause. So all you do is identify and address the awkward pause. And when you can talk about it, when you can be present to it, it shows that you have a certain amount of confidence that you'll be able to get through it and that, you know, you're human. So this brings me back to a, another one of my favorite quotes is that when you get tangled up doing the tango, You simply tango out of it. See, a lot of people don't engage because they don't want to get tangled up. But when you accept on the front end that you could get tangled up and that if you do, you'll just tango out of it. You just dance your way through it. And once you make that decision that no matter what comes up, no matter what happens, again, obstacles, barriers, it's just items and things to handle along the way. (laughs) <laughs> I, I just had a memory pop in my head that goes along with uh, tangoing out of a getting tangled. I can remember asking a very attractive woman uh, if she would meet me for lunch sometime. And she said, uh, I have a boyfriend. And I said, well, why wouldn't you have a boyfriend? And then I paused thinking, you know, looking like I was very pensive. And I said, well, okay, he can come, but he's going to have to pay for himself. And then she laughed and said, no, I don't think he'll go for that. I said, you don't think he'd pay for himself? And she said, no, I don't think he'd want to have lunch with you. I said, he doesn't even know me. 
she's she got flustered and said, well, I don't think he would want me to have lunch with you. I said, so what you're saying is that if you didn't have a boyfriend, you would have lunch with me. She said, yes, I would have lunch with you. And I said, well, I guess in knowing that I can live with the fact that you have a boyfriend. So the message of this episode was that you are in the right place. You're on the right path. You are the one to fulfill on this. Wherever you are, you're supposed to be here in this moment. Of course, you can go somewhere else. You can make a decision from this point forward. But wherever you are right this moment, you're there by divine appointment. And given all the information that you had in the past, given the decisions you made in the past, all the circumstances and the different things you had to consider, you made the right choice. This even applies if you have found yourself in a situation, uh, in a relationship, in a circumstance where it doesn't appear, doesn't seem like you had any choice in the matter. It could have been you, you as a child born in a particular family dynamic. You may have entered into a relationship where the other person ended up uh, revealing themselves to be, you know, Mrs. Hyde or Mr. Hyde, you know, someone completely different off their rocker from where, you know, from the person that you thought you were getting in a relationship with. And I admit that this is where sometimes it seems like a stretch to adapt this spiritual principle that there are no mistakes. But just use it as a thought experiment. If you have found yourself to be um, victimized in a situation, assume this idea, entertain this idea that you're there by choice, by divine appointment, that obviously, you know, I've been in circumstances and most of us have been in circumstances that we would not have chosen on the front end. But by going through it, It made certain aspects available. It set up certain dynamics that we could grow from it, that we could actually take two steps back to leap 10 ahead. It informed our life in a particular way. And while you may not have thought you chose it consciously, as a thought experiment, adopt the idea that you chose it. You chose a dynamic. You chose the people in your life to be complete assholes towards you. And even they chose to play a role in your life. And from a very high place with the most amount of love, unconditional love, they were going to play the role of the villain in your life and do so in order to assist you in growth, that there was a divine purpose involved. Again, it may not be the truth, but if you entertain the idea, if you adopt it as a thought experiment, what if I went through these circumstances in order for something more amazing, more phenomenal, more fantastic to be released from within me? Perhaps it was preparing me for something more fantastic than I can currently conceive of. It happened for me. And again, it goes to the story that you're telling about what went on. I've talked about in past episodes where if you have a traumatic past, you can use that story, you can use that event and tell a story about it on why you're damaged, on why you're wounded. Or you can use it to say, because I went through this, it made me aware that I have a greater capacity for life, that I 
would never ever treat anyone like this. It gave me a particular point of view to where I could be more compassionate and respond to people in a deeper way. And while I never would have chose it on the front end, it made a lot more available to me had I not gone through it. How you tell the story is your choice. And I'm fond of saying that you can either have the story of your dysfunction or the story of your healing. You can't have both. This was one of those podcasts that uh, kind of came up and was birthed through me. I could not not talk about it, even though I had other things on the docket, other things on the agenda. Um, this seemed important, and that's how I run my life. When things come up, I'm empowered to talk about it. I think there's a reason for it, because the the way it's in the forefront of my consciousness, I almost cannot not talk about it. It's like there's this fire inside that's fueling it, that I need to get it out in order for me to be able to talk about other things. So if you've been in the questioning, if you're the one, let's put that to rest. You're the one. Pick up the gauntlet and do something with it. Doing it confidently that if you get tangled up doing the tango, you'll simply tango out of it. This has been Daniel Denovi urging you to follow your bliss. Trust those inner vibes, that inner guidance, as you live the epic life.